If I offered you $100,000 to jump out of a plane without a parachute, would you do it? podcast with Andrew McIntyre. Andrew is the co-founder and president of leadership development and team building for Upward Focus. His goal is to equip and empower each individual for success in business and in life. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Heart of Leadership podcast. My name is Andrew, and today we're starting a new series on fear. If you're a new listener or haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast as we'll have a new episode coming out each Monday. Fear, something that many of us deal with each and every day. It can be paralyzing. It can limit the opportunities and chances that we take. It can force us to live our lives scared. And I'll start first off by saying, I don't want to minimize certain pain that you've gone through due to something bad happening, but rather throughout this episode and throughout this series, my goal is to help you minimize the power that fear has on your life. And now there are many different types of fear. There's fear of spiders, fear of flying, the fear of dying, the fear of closed spaces, the fear of the dark, the fear of heights, the fear of public speaking. They say that the two fears that we're born with as babies are the fear of falling and the fear of loud sounds. Fear is all around us. There are thousands of fears that people face, and sometimes there's just no escaping it. Fear is portrayed in movies and TV shows. Some of these shows and movies, they try to cause you to be fearful. That's their whole goal is they present scary storylines and Their goal is to make you afraid and to make you scared. And a common expression that people use when they don't want to do something or they don't know if they can do something is, I'm afraid. And so I ask you, what are you afraid of? What fears do you have in your life right now that are holding you back from becoming the best version of yourself? Maybe you think to yourself, if only I didn't have that fear anymore, my life would be so much different. If only this fear or these fears were no longer present in my life, no longer had this this stranglehold on me, things would be so different. So what are you afraid of? What fears do you have? Is it the fear of failure? The fear of being alone? The fear of not being liked? The fear of financial collapse? The fear of others? What are you personally afraid of? And where did those fears come from? Do you remember at all when they first started? Now, one of my biggest fears in the past was the fear of flying. Up until the age of 27, I had only been on one round trip flight to California. And my time in California that I went was great. But my memory around flying was not so nice at all. I was 13 years old when I went there, and I remember I fainted at the airport before we even boarded. 
throughout the whole entire flight, I remember my ears popping right away and that fear, that pain that my ears experienced. There was turbulence on the flight and I remember walking to the washroom and I kind of fell into a seat and fell into a person. And and then when we landed, the landing was okay. But as we got to the, the other airport in Los Angeles, I remember I got on a different escalator than my family. And even though it was the right escalator, I got on a different one. And here I am as a 13-year-old kid in a new place. And I was afraid. I didn't know what to expect. Oh, and also, we flew out September 12th, 2002 which was just over a year after 9-11. And so that thought was still fresh in my mind. And it's safe to say that that day and during that time, I developed a fear of flying. And I was afraid to fly. I didn't want anything to do with it at all. I really had no interest in traveling or no interest in going anywhere because of that fear of flying. And I knew I was missing out on a couple of things and missing out on maybe seeing the world and what the world has to offer. But I was okay with it because I just didn't want to face that fear of flying again. It just was too much for me. Well, fast forward about 14 years later, and I'm thinking about going to school again. I signed up for a view day of the college that I was thinking of attending, but the only catch was that it was halfway across the country, and the only way for me to realistically get there was to fly. Now, I hadn't been on a plane in 14 years, I had never been on a plane by myself, and I was scared. I was fearful of many things. Previous memories from my first flight to California were coming back again. What if I faint at the airport? What if I get lost? What if there is a lot of turbulence, and I'm afraid to have my ears pop again? That flight to British Columbia on my own in 2016 was not easy. But let me say this, that it was needed or else I would have missed out on so many amazing opportunities in the years to come. You see, that flight by myself in March of 2016 was the stepping stone to get me to where I am today. And since then, I've actually been on over 40 flights. I've had countless layovers. I've had a 13-hour flight to Israel. I flew to Costa Rica. I even went on a float plane in Alaska which was a tiny plane that held about 10 people, and it was nonstop turbulence. And I can also say that I haven't got lost once at any of the airports that I've gone to. But what if I let my fear of flying stop me from all this? I would have missed out on three amazing years at school. I would have missed out on three weeks living in Israel. I would have missed out on 10 weeks serving in the jungle of Costa Rica. I would have missed amazing views of the Canadian Rockies in the mountains and lakes in Alaska. I would have let my fear control me and have a stranglehold on me and not let me become the person that I'm meant to be. And is flying my favorite thing in the world? No, it's not. But to be able to face that fear has helped me become more adventurous, more confident, more at peace, and it led me to some amazing opportunities. Getting over that fear of flying and doing things by myself allowed me to take several trips And have several opportunities that I've had. But if I didn't get over that first fear of flying. That first time in March of 2016. I would have missed out on all of it. And so speaking of flying. I want to revisit that question that I asked you in the opener. In the opener I asked you. If you would jump from a plane with no parachute for $100,000. Well would you? What was your answer? 
Now, some of you might be daredevils and find this absolutely exhilarating, even though it sounds so stupid and reckless. But what about the rest of you? Did you say, no way, immediately when I asked that question? You couldn't pay me enough to do that. Or maybe you would be daring and desperate enough to do it for $1 million? How about $10 million? What if I offered you $100 million? Now, in your first initial response, if you said no, what was your reasoning behind saying no? Was your reasoning behind not doing it because you were afraid? Maybe afraid of falling, afraid of hurting yourself, afraid of something much worse happening? See, many of you made your decision based out of fear and based off of not obtaining all the necessary facts to make a final decision. What if I told you that the airplane was on the ground? You have to jump out of the airplane without a parachute to receive $100,000, but the airplane is on the ground. Did that change your answer? Now, some of you may be thinking, no, it's still high up and I don't want to hurt myself. Maybe you aren't physically able to jump and that causes a problem for you and that's understandable. But what about the rest of you? Yes, it's still rather a high jump, but nothing in comparison to jumping a free fall from over 30,000 feet in the air. So would you do it? Would you change your mind now that you know the important detail of the plane being on the ground? And see, that's the problem that a lot of us face today is we jump to conclusions and make a final answer based out of fear without knowing all the facts. Many of us make our decisions based off of fear instead of the truth, instead of the facts. We impulsively let our fear take over without knowing the most important thing. And so I'm starting this series called, What Are You Afraid Of? And part one of this series is called, Get the Facts First. Fear can be broken down into the acronym meaning false evidence appearing real. And that's exactly what it is. Fear is believing something that hasn't happened yet will happen. It's an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that something or someone is dangerous, harmful, and likely to cause pain or a threat. Now that's not to say that what we fear happening won't happen at all. Of course there is a possibility for that. But the problem that we face is that the possibility turns into a promise. I'm going to say that again. The problem that we face with fear is that when we hold on to fear, our fears turn from a possibility of something happening to a promise that something will happen. We are essentially promising ourselves that this will happen. We are holding on to that promise of that fearful thing happening and we can't see anything else. We are blinded from the truth. We are blinded from what's real. We are blinded by the fact that the airplane was on the ground, not over 30,000 feet in the air. And so I want to play off this acronym FEAR and present you with two other alternatives. Two other acronyms. And it's been said that we have two options when it comes to fear. Number one, forget everything and run. And number two, face everything and rise. And which one do you choose? Do you want to be limited by your fears and never know what you're capable of? Never know what you're able to accomplish? Miss out on amazing opportunities? 
You just want to forget everything and run. You would rather hide and escape rather than attempt to face your fears. Or would you rather face everything and rise? Would you rather see yourself conquering certain fears in your life, creating amazing memories, and seizing opportunities of a lifetime? Which one do you choose? And now it's not easy. It's a process, and it takes time to change your mindset and your idea of fear. And obviously, we have to be sensible and careful when choosing how to take on the fear. We can't be reckless. We can't be irresponsible. But I encourage you to choose option two. Face everything and rise. When faced with fear, you need to take hold of the negative and scary thoughts and ask yourself, is this really something that I should be afraid of? Do I have all the facts or am I making assumptions? Is my decision based on something that happened to me in the past? Is my decision based on what someone else tried to say to me and scare me? Do you remember when you were younger and people tried to tell you ghost stories or other scary campfire stories with the sole purpose of trying to scare you? Now, people try to scare us when we're younger. And you know what? We actually still allow the words of people to scare us today. Maybe someone says something to you and there's no truth to it at all. But you believe them, and now you've been held back by that fear because of what they said. And now, I'm not going to tell you to go do something crazy. I'm certainly not going to tell you to jump out of an airplane over 30,000 feet in the air without a parachute. But what I'm asking of you is to look at your fears in a different way. Perhaps you've developed fears because you've had a scary moment and you don't want to relive it. It brings back bad memories. Perhaps you were giving a presentation And the audience laughed at you. And now you believe that from now on, every audience will laugh at you. And I also want to say that there's a difference between being afraid and being cautious and aware. You can be aware of your surroundings and you can take precaution without having fear. I know for me, when I'm driving in a big storm and there's a lot of rain coming down or there's a lot of snow and the visibility is not the greatest. And I'm not necessarily scared of myself and my ability to handle the car. But it's the people around me that I have to be careful about. I take those precautions and I make sure that I'm paying attention to them extra carefully because I'm more concerned about what they're doing than what I'm doing. And and that's not necessarily being afraid, but it's just being on guard and being aware of what's around me. Have you ever felt that way too when you're driving? Or what about our current circumstances now surrounding COVID? Many of us are taking the necessary precautions to keep not only ourselves, but our family safe. But not everyone's listening to those precautions. We have to be cautious and aware of who's around us. But we can't be living in fear. We can't let the fear of others control our daily lives and control how we're dealing with this current pandemic. Sure, we do have to be aware of our surroundings. And yes, we should be taking precautions and making sure that we're practicing social distancing at at the best we can and And we're not doing anything stupid. But don't be afraid. Instead, just be aware. There's a difference. And there's a big difference. Fear paralyzes us. But being aware prepares us and allows us to move forward without that stranglehold and burden of fear around our necks. And fear can minimize. Or it can even go away completely. Now, I'd be lying to you if I said that I live an absolute fearless lifestyle. There are definitely still times when fear comes up and I have to deal with it. I have to decide whether I will forget everything and run 
or will I face everything and rise? And here's another story from when I was younger. So when I was around the age of 10, I remember giving a presentation to my school as I shared my nature findings from a trip that I took to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I had collected many interesting things there, from unique shells and rocks and shark teeth to some barnacles and other nature items. I had compiled a presentation to give, and one by one, each class actually came down and listened to me speak. And I was there the whole day in that room. And I was so encouraged. I was so excited. I love sharing my findings, and I enjoy presenting. And I didn't have any fear at all. I was just so excited. But fast forward a couple years later at that same school, and I was in class the day after getting a new retainer that I was using to fix my bad teeth. And I remember wearing that retainer in class. And I got asked a question, and I had to stand up and say my answer. And I stood up, and as I opened my mouth, I slurred my words, and my class burst out in laughter. They pointed fingers at me and made fun of me, and they would continue to make fun of me for the rest of the school year. And I was hurt. I was embarrassed. I developed a fear of public speaking because I figured that people would laugh at me whenever I opened my mouth. The next few years were really hard for me as I didn't like to talk. I didn't even like to smile for pictures. I was very self-conscious of my appearance and my voice. Years later, I was able to get my teeth fixed, but I still had a fear of public speaking. I just assumed that, well, people will just probably laugh at me whenever I say something. Now here we are about 20 years later, and I have my own podcast. I've been able to emcee banquets and weddings and I've been giving presentations on a stage in front of many. I've led weekly meetings where everyone's constantly staring at me as I talk. And I was able to face my fear and get over the feeling of being embarrassed. I was able to get over the feeling of being laughed at. And you might be asking, like, how are you able to do that? Well, with God's help, of course, but also by understanding that my words can make a difference in someone's life. Sure, some people may still laugh at me. And sure, I may feel embarrassed sometimes. But that's okay. And it's all about how I view that laughter and that embarrassment. And I need to understand that it's someone's opinion. But I also know that there may be people that need to hear something important. My goal is to equip and empower everyone to become the best version of themselves. I want to help others grow and get better. And sure, I can do that with my writing. But there's also power in spoken word. And launching this podcast is a way of telling my fear that you no longer have a hold on me. And so I ask you, what fears are you facing today? What fears do you need to start the process of letting go of? We mentioned some fears earlier, and, and there's obviously so many more. Are you facing the fear of conflict? Earlier in our podcast, we talked about, should I be scared of conflict? And how we may not have to be scared of it, and it's not as scary as we think it is. And I encourage you to go back to listen to that, if that's something that you're dealing with. Or the fear of rejection. In the gift of rejection, we talked about how rejection often says more about the person rejecting you than it does you. And that fear of rejection and the, the idea of rejection can actually turn into a gift. And then I encourage you to listen to that as well, if that's something that you're dealing with. And what about the fear of failure? A couple of weeks ago, we talked about what is success and, and what's our definition of success. And remember that we control how we define success. So that fear of failure is often how we define success. Take control of what you control. But what are you afraid of? Is it the fear of embarrassment? Just the other day, I kind of had a bout with that. 
I was watching Jeopardy with my mom, and I knew the answer, but I didn't say it for the fear of being wrong and sounding stupid. But look at that. Just like in Jeopardy, how many times do we do that in real life? We miss out on doing something right or getting something right because we're afraid of what people might think and we're afraid of sounding stupid. But look what you miss out on. And you feel bad afterwards. And then you kind of have to convince people that you actually knew the answer or you actually knew what you were doing, but you just didn't do it because you didn't want to sound dumb. Maybe you have a fear of letting people down. I'm sure that that's something I dealt with before is having that people-pleasing attitude. Is that a fear that you have to work through right now? What about the fear of yourself and what you're capable of? One of my favorite movies is Coach Carter, and it tells a story of this basketball coach who attended this school when he was a kid and has now come back to coach these boys who are in a very difficult neighborhood and who are acting up in school and on the streets. And there's a a few moments in that movie that really stand out to me and, and really have had an impact on my life. And there's this interaction between the coach and a player. And throughout the, the movie, he kind of asks him, what is your deepest fear, young man? What is your deepest fear? And and the, the kid would just kind of brush him off and, and just look at him weird. And he'd ask him again, what is your deepest fear? And he didn't have an answer. He just kind of looked away. And without giving too much away of the movie, later on in the movie, we find him in a situation where the player finally has the answer and the courage to say what his deepest fear is. And he actually borrows something from Marianne Williamson's In a Return to Love. And so I'm going to share it with you. And I'm going to read this quote of what it looks like to maybe be afraid of ourselves. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Now, I love that quote. Many of us are afraid of ourselves. We're afraid of what we're capable of. We're afraid to take that next step into something greater. We're afraid what other people may think of us. But like Marianne Williamson said, as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. The idea of fear is all around us, but we can change the way that we look at fear. And so what are you going to do? Remember, you have two choices when it comes to fear. Forget everything and run, or face everything and rise. The choice is yours. And remember, it's a process. It may take time to learn how to attack fear. It may take time to stop believing those lies and those negative scary thoughts. But one thing that's important is to make sure that you have the necessary facts before you let fear sink in. Don't psych yourself out. 
or you may be preparing to jump out of a plane without a parachute over 30,000 feet in the air, when in reality, you only need to jump when the plane's on the ground. Get the facts first. Now, we're only starting to scratch the surface on fear, and there's so much more that we can talk about, and we will. And so next week, we're going to continue this series of fear and what are you afraid of. And we're going to talk about one of the biggest fears that we all face today. But that's it for today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Heart of Leadership podcast as we'll have a new episode coming out each Monday. For more information about the podcast and our business, Upward Focus, head to www.upwardfocussolutions.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. <music>